welcome to Firm Foundation. In these times of shifting standards and faulty foundations, there is a solid place on which to build a victorious life. And that place is the Firm Foundation of Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Your host for Firm Foundation is Brian Hudson, a Bible teacher, pastor, author, and producer of Life Enriching Media. We're going to today conclude the series on healing of the soul. And this is part six conclusion entitled how your soul prospers. Say how my soul prospers. Amen. And our foundation text has been, and will be today for the whole series, Proverbs 4:23. above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. That's been a foundation text. And here are the lessons in the series. Part one was, who are you? Part two, awareness, a key to a better self. Part three, how to maintain peace in your soul. Part four, giving thanks is good for your soul. Part five, in Christ, nothing missing, nothing broken. And today concluding with how your soul prospers. Were you blessed by the series so far? Amen. They are all on YouTube and at the podcast. And our podcast, by the way, is on Spotify, Audible, Amazon Audible, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. So just Google Firm Foundation. You'll find you'll find this out there. It's a, it's all over the place. And God has given us a lot of um, a lot of views on YouTube, a lot of downloads in in the, in the podcast. So but the main thing is it's there. So please, if you missed any part of the series, go back, check it out. And by the way, in the podcast, the notes, the slides are in the notes of the podcast, right? The, the audio message is there and download the notes as well. All right. Today, we're going to take our text for today. And uh, the key text for today is third John two. I'm giving you three versions. New King James says, beloved, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. New International Version says, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. New Living Translation reads, dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. I'm asking ushers to pass out now a handout. Let me have my copy there if I could. And the handout I'm going to give you is the entire text of third John chapter or third John three. It's just one. It's just a, uh, just one chapter. So third John, I'll say third John verses one through 15. So you'll get those. I'm going to read those in a moment. What I want to do is read the entire letter because the context really fits the whole uh, message. We often read that third John two, but really the whole letter needs to be read in context. So we'll do that together here in a moment because we've read to you that one part and I want us to read the entirety of it together. Amen. And the version you're receiving is new living translation. If you're watching online, just you can Google um, or find that that text in your device 
3 John, just only 15 verses long. I want to read that with you. Amen. Matter of fact, you have your microphone with you. I mean, Sean still. Because really, it's, it's a short text, but all my whole message today is in this one text. I'm not going to jump around scripture today. This is the whole revelation of what God is saying to us today on how your soul prospers is in this text. Amen. So we're going to go to um, 3 John 2. I'm asking Minister Sean to read that now and just follow along as she reads. This letter is from John the Elder. I'm writing to Jaius. Gaius. Gaius, my dear friend, whom I love in the in the truth. Read. <laughs> dear friend, I hope all is well and that you are as healthy <laughs> in body as you are strong in spirit. Yes. Some of the traveling teachers, uh, strangers, recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness and that you are living according to the truth. I could have, I could. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. Dear friend, you are being you are being faithful to God when you care for the traveling teachers who pass through, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church here of your loving friendship. Please continue providing for such teachers in in a manner that pleases God for they are traveling for the Lord and they accept nothing from people who are not believers. So we ourselves should support them so that we can be their partners as they teach the truth. I wrote to the church about this, but diatrophies, diatrophies who loves to be the leader refuses to have anything to do with us. When I come, I will report some of the things he is doing and the evil accusations he is making against us. Not only does he refuse to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells others not to help them. And when they do help, he puts them out of the church. Dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children and those who do evil prove that they are that that they do not know God everyone speaks highly of Demetrius as does the truth itself we ourselves can say the same for him and you know we speak the truth conclusion I have much more to say to you but I don't want to write it with pen and ink for I hope to see you soon, and then we will talk face to face. Peace be with you. Your friends here send, send you their greetings. Please give my personal greetings to each of our friends there. Amen. Third John, that's New Living Translation. And it is very fitting that we would take this text and work from this text on the subject of how your soul prospers. Now, in this letter, the Apostle John is not writing specifically about the human soul. Understand that even though we have the word uh, mentioned, the text says again, that God would help us prosper as our soul prospers. He's not talking about the human soul, not in this text. Really, he's, it's a greeting, it's a salutation. It's the, 
the first two verses there are him saying, hello, how are you doing? And so forth. So it's not really meant to be a doctrinal statement, but he says something very significant, uh, even though it's a simple introduction. But the word soul can be understood as an expression of a quality of life. Hence, we read that in in LT, the living says uh, being strong in spirit, right? Uh, NIV, I got the uh, acronyms confused there. NIV says, even as your soul, no, NIV says strong in spirit. And NLT says, even as your soul is getting along well. So the idea is not to comment on the soul as mind will emotions, but to think about the soul as your expression of your quality of life. You got that? Because the rest of this will make sense when you understand how that word is used there. Now, let's let's define the word prosper. Now, by the way, I recommend that you look at blueletterbible.com. That's a great online resource to get uh, definitions from the Greek, uh, New Testament Greek, Old Testament Hebrew. So feel free to check that out and also other resources as well. But the Bible dictionaries define the word prosper or define the word prosper as follows. Now, the word prosper, um, again, it means this. It means to grant a prosperous and expeditious journey to lead by a direct and easier way to grant a successful issue to cause to prosper, to prosper or be successful. And inherent in this word prosper here is the idea of a journey, say journey. So it's not talking about the human soul. Matter of fact, here in Romans chapter one, verse 10, next slide here, Paul used the word here. He says, uh, making request, if by any means now at length, I may have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. So that word prosper as is our prosper, as is used uh, in that text, it speaks of more of a journey. And think about this. It's kind of true where our lives, the character of our lives and the expression of our quality of life is a journey. Our life is a journey, isn't it? And we know it has been said that that life is not a destination. Life is a what? A journey. So a couple of points. I'm going to ask you two questions here. How do you journey in your life? Second question is, what help do you need as you journey through life? So so the idea of how your soul prospers is how are you traveling? What's your journey like? What's your quality of life like to what do you devote yourself? And so that's the idea of of being healthy as your soul prospers. Right now, we can talk about mind, will, emotion. We've done that in this whole series. But that text right there isn't talking about the human soul, but again, about the expression of your quality of life, how you travel. Say, I need to travel well journey well you know sometimes we take vacations and vacation isn't only the destination you're going to it's how you travel you know and you know now you get to a point where my wife and i went to france uh a year ago in october 
And uh, we, you know, we normally fly, we fly coach. And used to be when you went to national, you had a better seat. In the old days, international flight meant you had more leg room and all that. But then they, they figured out, well, we can jam more passengers up in there. So they're going to put you in an airplane down to fly 10 hours in a regular coach seat with the same cramped up leg room. So we went ahead. I went ahead, I'll say, <laughs> and upgraded. Now, we didn't, we didn't upgrade to, it wasn't first class, business class. They had some kind of comfort plus situation going on. And what it was, it was coach, but with more leg room, a little more people checking on you, see how you're doing. And it was it was expensive. It wasn't expensive like first class, but it was, you know, I mean, listen, y'all, we're not broke or anything. But it's funny how that even when you have money, you still want to save money. You got money. And you still want to save money. And that's smart. Except sometimes you should spend the money you have to get a better journey. So the journey for us or for me, I said, my wife, you know, she's she's small. You know, I mean, I, I've been selfish about it. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy. I need more room. Let's just be real about it. My wife can sit, you know, she can sit. She's, you know, she's you know, narrow. You know what I'm saying? And I'm wide. But it turned out, though, we're traveling together. And so I made the investment. Because for me, the journey wasn't just getting to Nice, France. It was how we get there. And I even paid. I even paid to get into one of those lounges. You know, when you when you travel somewhere, Delta, they all have these these rooms. You see it. You always see it. And it's, the glass is all, you know, it's like smoky glass. Usually, where, where are they going? <laughs> well, I went up in there. And they got food and comfortable seats and and all that. And that costs, too. And, but sometimes the journey is as important as the destination, right? I'm saying off to say, not just to just spend my money, I want you to appreciate that how you journey is as important as where you want to go. How you go about your life, how you spend your time, how you rest, all of that's a part of your overall journey. And even to the point where your, your mind and will and emotion, your, your human soul will benefit from your outlook on life. So how do you journey in life? And what help do you need to journey through life? Because life is not just destination. Life is a journey. Amen. Now, one thing that Jennifer Norton, our attorney, we've had her in on two occasions, oh, well, one virtual and one in person on the state planning and all that. And, and she she's a proponent of saying that, you know, you 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 work your whole life, you save, you've saved and saved and saved. And and now you're getting older and and she's like, spend your money. And just give it to the kids. You, you spend your money. I mean, if the kids are doing fine, let them spend their money. You know, you, you put something back for your kids and grandkids. But it's not like you live your whole life to give you all your money away to somebody. You, you live your whole life to spend your money. Because it's part of your journey. So what you do is I, we're always generous. Generosity is a given for us. You know that. But when but when you understand that, that he, again, he said there that um, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you're strong in spirit. 
or as your soul prospers, the idea is as <laughs> you you'll be as healthy physically as you journey in life. The way you journey, the way you live affects your health. Y'all get that? It's amazing, isn't it? It's not just the more spiritual you are, the more healthy you'll be. It's not what he's saying. No, because, you know, there are spiritual people who are sick sometimes. So so being spiritual and being don't mean you won't ever be sick. But but living that that healthy lifestyle journeying in the right way will really help you over your, your total man, spirit, soul, body. You, you got that. Let me go on. So in this text, when I began to read this text, that's why I gave you the, all the scriptures to read together, because I found that after John remarked to Gaius and commended him and blessed him in the greeting, I hope all is well with you and that you will prosper as your soul prospers. He went on to talk about and describe what the journey looks like, what the journey looks like. So I have some points now I'm going to share with you seven points on insights on how your soul and life prosper. All right. This is from John's letter to the elder, elder Gaius. First of all, serve others. Say, I will serve others. Well, yesterday, the outreach, not just yesterday only, but the outreach we're always doing, juvenile center team and prison ministry team and whatever you're doing to serve others, that's, that's a part of your journey. Say, serving is a part of my journey. And number two, say, live in truth. Now, the text we're going to use here covers both of those points. So John said, some of the traveling teachers which King James says strangers recently returned and made me very happy to telling me about your faithfulness and that you are living according to truth. So then the custom was that ministers would travel from church to church, city to city, country to country sometime, and that the local host, the churches, the believers would, would, would host them, you know, give them a place to stay, you know, feed them and so forth, so on. And so that Gaius or John found out that Elder Gaius and his congregation were taking care of these folks. And that he remarked that the traveling teachers made him very happy to learn how well they had been treated. And it's so important to serve people well, isn't it? I mean, that's why, you know, we don't even differentiate between people we know and strangers. You just serve everybody. Serve them the same. That's the key to good service, isn't it? Is treating folk the same. You all have had experience. You go someplace sometime and people perceive you a certain way and they treat you differently based on their perception of you. Well, we don't do that in Christ. We shouldn't do it in Christ. So then, first of all, serve others. Again, talking about how your soul prospers, your soul prospers, prospers by serving others. And then second says by living in the truth. So here we find John said that uh, he says, I, I was happy to hear about your faithfulness and that you are living according to the truth. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. Now, truth has two levels. There is truth and there is the truth. Now, my interpretation is truth is whatever is actually factual. 
So, for example, the truth is today it's cloudy and there's some drizzle. That's just true. It's, you can't say it's sunny. You can't say it's warm or it's snowing. The truth is, it is what it is. You know, back during COVID, that was a big struggle. People were struggling with truth. Well, COVID is, is not is not real. And, you know, when, it, when the weather gets warm, it's going to kill the virus. People say stuff like that. Well, one, one guy said, you know, inject yourself with some ammonia or something like that. I don't say what guy said that, but, you know, people have all kind of weird ideas. And, well, the, the, vir or the, the vaccines are going to hurt you worse and all that. So then truth deals with facts, objective facts, objective things are outside of you. Objective things have nothing to do with you and you can't change it. Subjective is how you feel about it. So how we feel about things becomes our quote unquote truth. But the actual truth is oftentimes something else. Now, the truth is God's word. The truth is Jesus Christ. The way, the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. So the truth is about, you know, Christ centered, Christ followers, what we believe. So then, but, but I believe he's commending both aspects where they're living according to the truth. And that, and that they are living in truth. That is, they, they, they embrace the things that are real, but more importantly, is that he recognized that as Christ's followers and by taking care of these traveling teachers, even though they were technically strangers, they gave them the same care as they would people they knew very dearly. That's important, isn't it? And these are aspects, these are dimensions of our journey. Again, your, how your soul prospers is how we journey through life. And not just that we're only healthy and spiritually minded, which is important too, but that we live our lives a certain way. All right, number three, the third insight on how your soul and life prosper. Well, love people. See, I love people. See, loving people is part of my journey. And the test isn't really loving people you know. As Christ said, if you love people who love you back, what is that? That's easy. But can you love unlovable people? People who go out of their way, you know, to not be lovable. <laughs> some folks are lovable and some are not, you know. But he says uh, he commended them that they, they, even though they were technically like strangers, he said they're dear friends, you're you are being faithful to God when you care for the traveling teachers who pass through, even though they are strangers to you. Wow. So, you know, your your soul is prospering and you're journeying well when you treat people you don't know with respect. I'm not saying you have to embrace everything people say and do, but the general idea is you treat people well. That's why I really enjoy customer service. We all do when it when it is done well. Right. And um, I really enjoy I mean, I commend people. We we stay at we're Marriott members and and we we like the consistency of Marriott service. And so it's just one of us. They, they train their people how to serve. You know what I'm saying? How to treat strangers well. 
And that's true with any good company is that customer service thing is so important, isn't it? I think we, had, you know, yesterday we showed that yesterday, we, even though people had, we had some mixed up people yesterday, but we, we, you know, showed them respect and love and, and served people as best we could because that's the nature of being in Christ. That's the nature of our journey. Our soul prospers when we love people, especially people we don't even know. And that's the test, by the way. It's easy to love people that you know. Number four, the fourth way that we prosper in our soul and journey of your life is by partnering. So I say my soul prospers when I partner. So we partner with leaders and people who are serving God's purposes in union with others. So then John wrote, so we ourselves should support them so that we can be their partners as they teach the truth. That's the whole idea behind supporting ministries and, and churches and, and ministers and such, because we want to su support and partner with people who are teaching the truth, who are helping people, who are making a difference. We've partnered with Friends Fellowship, uh, uh, Chaplain Epp for that reason, you know, Jesus Inside Prison Ministry and many others. We partner with Freetown Village. We partner with those who are telling the truth, you know what I'm saying? And helping people and making a difference because they need partners. People who are serving others need partners to continue serving others. And so I like that. So that's part of our journey. So partnering is, is our journey. Wellness Connection, we're part of. Minister Corey and I are our board members. And so we are partners with other pastors and leaders in that purpose because that's part of how we journey. You can't journey in life and be fully fulfilled without partnering with people and serving with others. Amen. All right. So important. Number five, the fifth way in which our soul prospers and, and we journey well. And this is kind of a difficult one, but it's in the text. Resist self-serving people. Now, there's two names mentioned here. The Diotrephes and Demetrius. Hey, be Demetrius. Don't be Diotrephes. <laughs> run with Demetrius. Don't run with Diotrephes, you know. Now, I have a friend named Demetrius. Never had a friend named Diotrephes. Names like Diotrephes and Judas, they don't get used, amen. Cause they went down in the Bible in history <laughs> and I'll be all jacked up. You know what I'm saying? So then now I'm not saying be rude to people. Uh, I'm not saying confront everybody, but there's depending on your status and your place in life and your, and your responsibility, you're sometimes responsible to resist certain kind of people. Now, you know, what you want to do is leave them alone. That's the ideal scenario. Just leave them alone entirely. But some of us don't have that luxury. Amen. If you're a leader of people, you got to deal with some people in the group who don't have the right spirit. And there's ways to do that. Not always publicly, rarely publicly, but it should be handled. So here's the point I make to you, though. Slide back up, please. Watch this. So here's, here's a simple point. Don't get caught up with people who are caught up with themselves. 
that's the simple. I cannot assess and judge that for you, but that's the phrase. OK. And, and so that there are people who call up all of themselves and it's me, myself and I. And you got to come through me to know God and to hear from God, know what God says and all that. kind. Of, I mean, the, the, like I said earlier in the message, there are people now who got a problem with the Apostle Paul. Talking about Paul was, you know, misogynist and sexist and didn't like women and all this kind of stuff. So they're trying to say, don't don't pay attention to what Paul said. Well, that's like most of the New Testament, what Paul wrote. We don't say Paul was perfect. God, Paul, God, Paul's God is perfect. All of us as leaders, we have our shortcomings. It doesn't make it doesn't make what God does and says wrong. But again, that's a whole different thing. I won't get into it now. It's, it's a nonsense thing going around about Paul. You know, it's just ridiculous because you I mean, Paul's the one that's telling us, you know, things like, um, you know, what to what to avoid and what to embrace and who Jesus is and and how good he is and all that kind of stuff. So. All right. But watch this. So here's what Paul here's what, here's what John wrote. So he said this. I wrote to the church about this. Again, John was an apostle and apostles weren't always at the church. They traveled. They had oversight to churches. They would set up eldership and pastors and churches and the church became self-governing with oversight. But it says, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be the leader, or King James says, loves to have the preeminence. I almost could say, loves to be the leader, leader in quotes. Not the real leader, he just wants to be one. Refuses to have anything to do with us. Now, come on. If, if, if someone has planted the church, helped the church, you know, grow and has funded the church, he or she gets to speak into the church. That's their oversight. But the thing is, because apostles and leaders like this aren't always there, people think that because you're not there, you don't have any oversight anymore. That's just a mistaken view. But people like Diotrephes show up, and like I like to say this sometimes, listen, y'all, <laughs> there are people who are legends in their time. The Rosa Parks and I mean, Dr. King's and the Fannie Lou Hamer's. And I mean, there are people who are actual legends in their time. Barack Obama is one of them. Michelle Obama, a lot of them. But then there are people who are legends in their mind. <laughs> they are legends in their mind. They're not legends in our time. And so Diotrephes thought he was somebody. And so, so much so, he was causing some problems and telling people, don't listen to John and all that kind of stuff. He even said there, when I come, I'll report some of the things he's been doing, evil accusations he's made, so forth, so on. He gave him instruction on that. But he found it necessary in a very short letter to devote a paragraph to that issue right there. All right. So then the message is, to journey through life, you got to resist or ignore self-serving people. It's, it's not going to go anywhere. Because if, if they can't pull you in, they're going to come against you. They can't get you to go their way. They'll say your way is not the right way, whatever it might be. So I would say my advice to you is to first ignore. That usually is enough, right? Because sometimes 
you're better if you engage some people that gives them license to kind of then pour out all this stuff they want to pour out on you. Just just say, you know, hello, goodbye. And, you know, and, you know, and keep walking. Don't stop now. But the next points, we get back to the positive stuff. See, again, the whole idea is the whole concept to this letter is how we prosper, how our soul prospers, how we journey. Or here's the sixth insight on how we how our soul, our life prospers, how we journey. Focus on the good. Watch what. Now, see, so John just told us to watch out for diatrophies. That was a touchy situation. He, he hit it real hard. Then he came right back and said this. Dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. Say, I will follow only what is good. See, negative stuff always happens. And it's amazing how that, you know, no matter how small it is, we blow it up, make it bigger than what it needs to be made of. Just make it focus on it. No, don't focus on the bad. It's there. See it, address it and move directly away from it. I like what he said. My friends, don't let this example influence you. Diatrophies, that whole you know, legend, legend, legend in the mind thing. Don't be influenced by that. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children. And he came back and said this. And those who do evil prove they do not know God. Ooh, man. Preach, gay, preach, John. In a letter. Then he brings up the other person with the letter D in his name. Everyone speaks highly of Demetrius. See, as an apostle, he had to tell people now, don't listen to that one. Listen to this one. As leaders, that's your job sometimes. To say who not to listen to, who, who, who to follow, who not to follow. Amen. We know this is right. And, and so because that's what leadership is, is leading. Not, it's, not, it's not trying to control, but you have to also, people get confused because somebody who's loud, people think that they're important. You know, loud folk aren't, loud folk are rarely important. The loud people keep you from hearing the, the, the softer people who are actually the ones with the influence and the authority and the skills and the willingness. Amen. He says, everyone speaks highly of Demetrius, as does the truth itself. I love that. The truth is speaking. I mean, folks say one thing. What the truth got to say about it? I mean, what, what do actual what do the deeds and the facts of what the person's about? Even Jesus said, don't believe me. Believe my works. If you don't like me, fine. But look at look at all this. here. Look at the miracles and the healing and the service and the blessing. Look at that. Let that decide. Help you decide who I actually am. Because words, you know, words are words. He says, this, I love this. He says, so we ourselves can say the same for him. We meaning the apostles, the 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 God anointed, God called leaders, apostles, prophets. We ourselves can say the same for Demetrius. And you know we speak the truth. Sometimes you got to decide who is speaking the truth. You got to decide that in your life. Who really is telling the truth? You decide that. No one can, no one can enforce that. I'm the one. I'm the, listen to me. No, we already know. You already know who speaks the truth. 
And what you want to do is focus on those and on God who gives people the right insight. So again, journeying well, prospering in our soul. A part of it is focusing on the good. Say, I will focus on the good. Last point for today. The final insight on how your soul and life can prosper is value relationships. Say, I will value relationships. I got to know here, this don't send a text. Now, don't take that wrong because a text, you know, is a good thing. A text is a good way to communicate. Depends on the circumstance. I mean, you know, case in point, if somebody has a loss in their life, if someone, if someone passes, don't just send them a text message, you know, sorry for your loss. I'm not saying it's wrong. Make the phone call. Let them hear your voice. If you can, visit them. You got me? You understand? I mean, these are things that should be common sense. But now it's like relationship by text. Don't really. Our relationship is about text message. Think about a text message. While well, it's a great technology, think about this. It's not real time. It's not synchronous. It's asynchronous. That means uh, synchronous means it's happening at the same time. Like a phone call. If you call and answer, you're, you have, you, it's a synchronous conversation. A text message is asynchronous. That is, you send it and they'll see it later. Again, it, it serves a purpose. It's not. It's actually a very good thing. Thank God for it. But depends on the circumstance. Here's a text I'm going to give you. Watch this. John said this. I have much more to say to you, but I don't want to write it with pen and ink. For I hope to see you soon. And then we will talk face to face. That's good, isn't it? That's back when he could not make a phone call. FaceTime. He couldn't text or anything. He could write letters that took a long time to get there. But letters were still important. There was the whole New Testament is a series of letters. They're important. But sometimes face to face. Is what we need that face to face speaks to relationship. Amen, somebody. And everything else supports that the phone calls, the texting, emails, all that just follows behind the relationship basis where it's personal. So we want to value relationships. That's how we journey. That's how we journey well through life. So again, those are the seven points I'll make for you today. And I want to encourage us to recognize again, our text. Uh, we've not read it wrong. I want you to know that we just sometimes get more insight, don't we? Again, love, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. That is how you are journeying, how you're traveling through life, you know, how you're living. And again, let me go back and define redefinitions of that word, that word again, just so it's fresh in our minds to grant a prosperous and expeditious journey, to lead by a direct and easier way, to grant a successful issue, to cause to prosper, to be successful. All right, just simple terms. But it's really terms that speak to how we're living. You have to live a certain way to be successful. You have to live a certain way to prosper. We have to live a certain way 
to have a good journey. Amen. Father, thank you today for encouraging us in your word today, for reminding us of things that we likely already knew. But Lord, thank you for reinforcing in our thinking these ideas. Thank you, Lord God, for the for the series to this uh, this past several couple of months. Lord, thank you for uh, that. We, we are we are already healed in our soul and we're getting stronger day by day. Thank you, Father God, for just affording us the opportunity then to put into practice even on yesterday that the serving we did yesterday, the serving people yesterday was evidence that we're journeying well. The, the, the fact we wanted to serve, even though it was difficult and it was a long time and we're tired, all that just gives evidence to the love that we have for you and for people and that we are journeying well. Our soul is prospering.